Welcome to the Land Your Bets Sports Betting Podcast. Coming back to you with another MLB slate here on Tuesday, September the 19th. We are rolling along, closing in on these playoffs here in baseball. I know there's plenty of football going on as well, but still appreciate you guys riding with me, the true baseball heads here who need to get their fix as things are only getting more exciting. Last night, had a really good night. Hope you followed along. Went 2-1, and one, but won 1.24 units on the night. That is because we put a full two units on Zach Wheeler to get into six innings pitched, and he did succeed for us, so that was a nice payout of more than about 150 bucks there. Milwaukee was not able to win on the on the run line. Uh, shout out to Adam Wainwright. He got his 200th win of his career, beating the Brew Crew there. Uh, pretty good outing there for, for Waino, who went seven innings. He did go under three and a half Ks. And we had a full unit on that as well. So we did come up three units, only losing one there, um, really two and a half, like I was saying. So feeling pretty good about the way that that went and the way that we're seeing things here towards the end of the season. Got a pretty good grasp of what's going on at this point. You've got uh, another couple matchups here on Tuesday where you've got some teams that are still in the hunt, some teams that are out of the hunt. And I think you can continue to take advantage of those teams that need to win playing against teams that aren't really playing a lot of their starters anymore. They might, might not be throwing out their best arms at this point as well, just letting them rest out the rest of the season. So I should also mention, for those of you who do care about the NFL, that Levy Chattanover is coming back on. He's the man who helped us, hopefully helped, helped you, as much as he helped me in terms of drafting my fantasy football teams this year. Gave out some really good stayaways and some really good guys that were uh, found found some pretty good value for me and, and hopefully you as well in the draft. He'll be back talking about what we've seen so far in the NFL in two weeks from a fantasy perspective, some guys who are for real, some guys who are not for real, who you might need to get on your team now ahead of uh, certain things coming up here in, in the week three slate that we have. So we'll be talking about all that as well. Let's jump into this slate for Tuesday in the MLB. Let's start out with this game between the Miami Marlins and the New York Mets. And the way that I'm feeling about this one is is pretty much what I was saying at the beginning of this pod, which is there's a team that is out, the Mets, they got nothing left, and there's a team that is still battling, honestly, for a wild card spot in the Miami Marlins. So I think we're going to be able to find some value on the Marlins needing this game. So my first bet here for the game in Miami is the Marlins to uh, be winning at the end of five, the first five money line for Miami. You can get that at minus 141 on FanDuel for a full unit. I'm also eyeing Jorge Soler in this one as he's taken on lefty Joey Lucchesi for the New York Mets. And Jorge Soler to get two plus total bases is minus 105 on FanDuel. Put a full unit on that. And then Soler home run is plus 330 on FanDuel. Much better odds than you'll get on DraftKings where it's only 265. But I'm putting 0.2 units on the Soler dinger there to get 0.66 units back. And feeling pretty good like Soler's going to be doing some damage because he's going up against a lefty. Uh, and the first number I'll throw at you is that for every seven and a half at-bats that Jorge Soler has against a left-handed pitcher, he hits one home run. For every 16 at-bats versus righties, that's how often he's hitting a home run. So that home run rate versus lefties, uh, better than twice as good as what he's doing against right-handed pitching. His slugging versus lefties is 518, which is absolutely absurd. 451 versus righties, so much, much better there. And then the OPS, 864 versus lefties, 0.72 versus righties. And you can see the WRC plus in terms of how many runs he's expected to create. 128 plus versus the 106 that he has versus 
versus righty. I assure you that's a much, much better number uh, against lefties there. Uh, for for the uh, money line there for the first five, I'm kind of fading uh, Lucchesi as well. I mean, he's been pretty good in some spaced out starts this season. He last pitched six days ago against Arizona. He gave up five hits uh, and just three walks. Pretty good in the seven innings that he went against those Diamondbacks. But this Marlins team has the second best batting average against lefties. Uh, they don't strike out. They do walk uh, and they get around the bases. They also have that power against lefties that really, really helps them out with guys like Jorge Soler, who just mash left-handed pitching. Also have Jake Berger in there now. But uh, I think for this one, it's also just looking at Braxton Garrett being uh, pretty good and good enough against the Mets, who are better against righties, actually, than they are against lefties. Noticeably so, because they're pretty good against righties, actually, over the course of the last month of the season. Um, but if you look at Braxton Garrett coming in the lefty, I think he's going to have a decent time against them in his last five starts, just a 2.6 ERA. Uh, he's got 21 strikeouts to just six walks. So he's not striking guys out very much. His strikeout prop is at four and a half, and I would consider going under on that, to be honest with you. Uh, but rather than, than really bet directly on Garrett. I'm just banking on him being able to hold this Mets team at bay uh, a little bit more than his opposition will be in terms of Lucchesi. So it's really just a pitcher versus pitcher matchup in this one and, and liking Garrett a lot more against this Mets lineup that doesn't have much to play for anymore. I know they, they did pretty well last night uh, and managed to pull out a win against Miami there to open the series up. But this this game is going to be a much better pitching matchup for the Miami Marlins rather than the Mets. So M Miami to go ahead and win first five on the Monday line minus 141 Jorge Soler two plus total bases and a little sprinkle on a Jorge Soler dinger tonight the final game I'm looking at where I also have a couple bets in this one I'm looking at the Toronto Blue Jays taking on the Yankees in New York and he's facing Clark Schmidt in the Yankees in this one I'm actually taking Toronto money line minus 108 for a full unit and I'm going Kikuchi over five and a half Ks, strikeouts there, minus 122 on FanDuel for half a unit. Make sure you're shopping things, as always, especially in baseball with so many different markets to play. Kikuchi over five and a half Ks is much better on FanDuel, almost 20 cents better on FanDuel than some other books where it's at about minus 138, 140 or so. So uh, definitely make sure you're shopping those. I can't stress that enough. Toronto on the money line, minus 108 on DraftKings. It's it's been hovering about that. It hasn't moved much. I think market action has really shown that that there's about even money on both sides in this one. So I, I think there's still value though on the fact that Kikuchi's taken on a lineup in the Yanks that strikes out a ton. Second highest K percentage versus left-handed pitching. Uh, they have the eighth worst batting average. And the reason that they're actually not that bad at terms of scoring runs against lefties is because they have the number one slugging and the number one ISO uh, of any lineup facing lefties over the course of the last month. That said, the reason that Kikuchi is a bad matchup for this Yankees team that is capable of hitting the ball out of the park and capable of mashing doubles and such is because his, the, the ball that he's throwing is so heavy. Uh, he's got an 88% expected velocity coming off those bats. That's not going to do it. I assure you there have not been very many, if any, home runs that have been hit at 88 miles per, per hour coming off the bat. That's why he only gives up .69. Nice home runs per nine innings, has a 27% K rate over his last 10, uh, and has gone six plus Ks in eight of his last 10 games, despite the fact that he's not going that far into games. Uh, so that, that's why that K rate stays high and that K per nine stays high for him because of the fact that even if when he's not going six or more, he's still getting six plus strikeouts. So that's why even if he were to give up a few walks or perhaps one goes out of the park unexpectedly for Kikuchi, I still think he's a good op uh, option for, for being able to 
just settle down uh, and really just come back from whatever sort of early troubles or, or home run troubles he might give up with just one swing of the bat. Um, the Yankees versus Kikuchi, they uh, in terms of the pitches that he throws, as long as he keeps that fastball down and that slider down, I feel pretty good about it. Um, if he's hanging any sliders or curveballs, he's in trouble because that's where the Yankees are much better. Uh, 12th versus sliders in terms of expected outcome. 7th versus the curveball in terms of expected outcome. So if he's keeping that curveball over the plate, he's in trouble. But I expect the vet to be able to use his fastball very well. The, the Yanks against lefties, the second worst expected outcome against the fastball specifically. And Kikuchi's is fine. I, I mean, he, he definitely gets you with those with those weighted pitches that, that are down in the zone that keep you from being able to, to pull uh, pick it up and get a really nice long, launch angle on the ball. I, that's what he's got to do in this one, and I, I think he knows that, and that's why he'll be able to be successful in it. Um, just quickly on the other side as well for why I'm, I'm still feeling good about this Toronto money line bet with the full unit. Clark Schmidt, I, I, he's all right. He's been okay, the, the righty there, but in his last six starts, a, he's one and two. He's got a 5-8-1 ERA because he's allowed at least three earned runs in four of the last six games that he started. So his his strikeout to walk ratio also not where you want it to be three k's for every walk that he's issuing not really enough um, and this is his second time against this Toronto lineup where he had decent success in the last one limiting the uh, the opposition in terms of the Toronto bats that he faced to about a 222 batting average over the course of the six innings that he pitched so he looked all right but Toronto's bats have definitely come around and they're still alive in this wild card race uh, and versus right-handed pitching over the last month as they've been really surging towards a, a wild card spot they have the fifth highest walk percentage, the ninth lowest K percentage, and the 12th best uh, weighted runs created plus. So uh, the bullpens have been pretty much the same. I don't really see much of an edge either way, which is why I'm fine with the the money, the full money line bet there. I do expect Schmidt to give up two or three runs at least. I think Kikuchi can keep them down to one or less or fewer runs as long as he keeps the ball in the park. I think he'll be able to do that in this one, knowing uh, what he knows about this Yankees lineup and what he needs to do today to get that Toronto uh, win. To, to keep them you know, strongly alive in that wildcard race in the American League. So that is all the time I have for you in this one. Make sure to follow along. Please like and subscribe and uh, give, give the podcast a rating as well. Definitely helps out a ton uh, when you guys go ahead and rate it and, and show some love. So appreciate you all on that. Make sure you check out the Fantasy Football Podcast that's coming up today on Tuesday as well. Get all the stuff you need before those waiver wires hit. And until I do talk to you next, happy betting.